Welcome back, high school hockey fans, to another edition, the first edition of This Week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey in 2018. I'm Mike Hammett. Our panel together tonight, Burglar is with us, also Del Scanlon and Trasher, all along for the show tonight. And let's get down to business, Michael. We had some games going on that were uh, pretty good this past weekend. The showdown in Titletown, you got to check a couple of those out, and what did you see? Thanks, MJ. Yep, I got to watch the third-place game, which was between Waukesha Wings and the Nina Hortonville Manasha Rockets, and that was quite the game. The Wings ended up winning that one 2-1. to one. Garrett Larson, the goalie, the junior goalie for the Wings, was absolutely phenomenal, stopping 39 of 40 shots in the game. Um, honestly think that was one of the best goalie performances I've seen all year. Normally in, in a 40-shot game, 35 of them are pretty easy and not a, not a big deal, but I would say that he probably had between 10 and 15 very tough saves, and he made them all. Uh, well, he let one in, so he didn't make all of them, but he, he did well enough that allowed his team to win. The Rockets got on the board first about 11 minutes into the first period. The Wings tied it up in the second, and they scored their second goal early in the third period, and that was enough to get them the win. Shots in the game were 40-16. to 16. Nina Hortonville Manash outshot the Wings, but Garrett Larson, if a goalie can steal a game, he stole that game. Uh, the second game that I saw that evening was the championship game, and that was between Superior and Wausau West. The Wausau West Warriors ended up winning that game in a shootout 5-4, to four, but for purposes of the WIAA record-keeping, it was a 4-4 four to four tie. Um, that was a, a little bit of a different game than the first game I saw. The first game, I think, was more finesse. The second game, after they had some could have maybe called penalties in the early going that weren't called penalties. I think both teams just said, screw it, we're going to start hitting. And there were some big hits laid out in that game. Um, a lot of speed for both teams, a lot of talent, a lot of skill, and some big hitting. The West scored first nine minutes into the first period. A minute later, Superior tied the game. Taylor Berger scored his first of three goals. Second period, West got a, a goal early on, about a minute into the game. 20 seconds later, Superior tied the game, and it was one of those kind of games. Superior took a 3-2 lead a few minutes later. Less than a minute later, the Warriors scored to tie it again. Uh, it, it was just back and forth, crazy, crazy, crazy. Berger scored uh, his third goal late in the second period, and it was um, four to three in favor of Superior. Early in the second period, or third period, Mark Sipple scored to tie the game at four and went to an overtime. There was no scoring in overtime, even though there was a, uh, a Wasso West penalty. Um, Superior was unable to, to convert on that, and it went to the shootout. Superior had the two players that shot for Superior both missed. The first two players for Wausau West both scored their goals, so they didn't have to go to a third shooter. And uh, West comes out with a 
what would be called, I guess, a five to four victory in that. But um, four very good teams that I saw in that tournament, arguably eight of the top 11 teams in the state played in this tournament. So it was a de facto state tournament. A um, lot of talent, and you're probably going to see a lot of these guys play in Madison here in a couple of months, guys. Four to four sounds like almost fast break hockey there, Michael. Uh, the other team scores, and it, you don't, you know, more and sit down, and all of a sudden, oh, they scored. It's uh, sounds like a pretty wide open game. Yeah, it it actually was. Uh, you saw a lot of talent, and uh, I talked to Boston West coach B.J. Brandt before the game, and he had said that this is uh, probably one of the best superior teams that he's seen in the last half a dozen or maybe a few more years than that. And uh, they came out, and there's not a lot of big names on Superior, but if you look at the roster, there's a lot of names that you know. Um, Burglar would know that these kids have probably had three or four brothers or cousins or whatever playing that have played on this team over the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years, whatever. Um, so... Yeah, I think in, in their case, it's it's uh, there's just a, a really good team. You know, there's no superstars really per se, but they have a really good team, and I don't think we've heard the last of them. Well, I know you said it was a very physical game, and I know that uh, traditionally Superior, you know, likes to play that way, coming out of the the rugged Northwest section over there. But uh, Wasau West hasn't always been known as being a, a strong physical team more leaning more towards the finesse stuff were they able to to, to keep up the banging with superior yeah um they were um and i had to kind of almost laugh when bj said yeah they're they're big and strong and fast and it's like i don't know every time i look at the west roster um you got some big players on your team too dude uh, they got a guy 6'2", 6'1", 6'2", 6'1", 6'1", 6'4", 6'2", and there's a kid that's listed as 6'11", but I don't think he's 6'11". That can't be right. 6'11", 215? That's got to be 6'1". But, I mean, you look at the kids out on the ice, and they're huge. Um, Superior has... 6261 6'4", 6'1", 6'1", 6'1", 6'1", 6'2", 6'1". So, I mean, they are about the same. Yeah, those are some big – that's good size for high school hockey teams around here. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, you see the kids that are 6'1", 6'2", 200, 215, those are some monsters out there. So, yeah, um, both teams kept up with the hitting, but they both – remembered that they were skilled fast teams too and they played that way you know if that makes sense um they didn't just bang on each other and that was the end of it they uh you know if you banged and made a a mistake you paid for it so it was uh, a very physical game between two very talented teams and i'm sure well not sure but i would wager that we will probably see them somewhere maybe in madison in march well, Hudson may You're have something about to superior? say about that. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Hudson may want to discuss that topic with you as well, though, Michael. Yeah, well, you, you never know. I mean, 
we're not there yet, and yeah. we'll, we'll see. There's uh, that that sectional is going to have uh, some tough sledding, but uh, all it takes is one really good game and an off game, and all of a sudden everything kind of changes. So I mean, who knows? We, you know, the game's played on the ice, not on paper. Otherwise, we just take our top eight sectional players and send them to state. But um, we'll see what happens. Uh, Good quality hockey, though, at, at the showdown tournament, that's for sure. All right, Michael. Well, thanks a lot for uh, reporting on that and uh, giving us the thorough rundown on Superior and Wausau West. That sounded like a dandy of a game. Our Players of the Week being brought to us by the Radisson of Madison, Madison's premier West Side hotel. Burglar, you have the uh, winners of this week's awards. I have in the envelope in front of me, I do. Um, on the boys' side, uh, somebody who was just mentioned in the previous game recaps, Garrett Larson. Hey, hang on a second. Let me let me let me open the uh, envelope for you. There you go. <laughs> uh, Garrett Larson, goaltender, junior goaltender from Waukesha, uh, as in the showdown in Titletown. Uh, in his for in their first game, he stopped 32 of 33 shots in a two to one win over Eau Claire Memorial. On Thursday, he stopped 34 of 36 shots in a two to one loss to Superior, and then on Friday in the game that Trasher was talking about, stopped 39 of 40 for a two to one win over Nina Horton Vilmanasha. They were outshot. Um, Waukesha was. Uh, they were outshot 33-22 uh, to 22 in the first game, 36-20 uh, to 20 in the second game, and was it 40-16 to 16 in the third game. So they were outshot by a healthy margin in every game and still took uh, two wins out of the three. So Garrett Larson, our Boys Player of the Week. Uh, other nominees on the boys' sides were uh, Bryce Poshak of Notre Dame Academy, Alex Russo of Cedarburg, Zach Welch of Fond du Lac Springs, and uh, Taylor Berger, who was also brought up uh, in Trasher's story um, from Superior. Our girls' Radisson Madison Player of the Week is one... <laughs> I don't know if that was an envelope or if you just ripped your pants. Um, it was an envelope. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Uh, one Megan McPike from the University School of Milwaukee Co-op. On Wednesday, uh, she had a goal in a 5-2 win over Lakeland. On Thursday, three goals in a 6-2 win over Brookfield. And on Friday, a goal and an assist in a 6-2 win over Superior, which happened to be the title game of the Culver's Cup. So in the Culver's Cup, she had five goals and an assist. Did Megan McPike, a senior forward from the University School Co-op, uh, other nominees on the girls' side were Abigail Stowe of the ECA Stars, Pistol Cowden of the Wisconsin Valley Union, and Hadley Malcolmson of the Brookfield Co-op. Those are our Madison Radisson Players of the Week. We've got a listener question and answer here, guys. I want to go ahead and throw it out, and I'll let you guys... Uh, um, Give your answers on it. Egan Ahern asks, which games are intriguing this week? Could you talk about three of the games on Thursday involving ranked teams? Any games on the weekend sound interesting? 
Well, just so happens our Saturday boys game of the week. We will talk about that in a little bit, but it would fit in this category. But guys, uh, what do you, what are you guys seeing for uh, matchups this week that really, really look good? Well, I'm looking at the Thursday schedule, which is what I believe he is referring to. And on Thursday, we have number one Hudson at number four. I'm kind of cheating here a little bit. Number four, ECM. Uh, Number five, Wausau West playing against uh, Northern Pines, who I believe moved up into the honorable mention category. Number seven, uh, Nina Hortonville Menasha against, and I'm not sure if they're in there or not, but I think they are, Wapan, uh, also in the honorable mention. So you have four of the top seven teams playing, and uh, there's also two honorable mention teams. Um, I don't know, uh, Hudson, ECM, Hudson has been pretty stout all year, ECM, um, they've they've lost a couple games in the last two weeks or so, uh, but one and four. These guys, it's a, a big rivalry for both schools. Uh, it's a home game for Memorial at Hobbs. That place will be packed. There'll be a lot of Hudson fans there. That should be an awesome game. I don't think I can even pick a winner in that game, guys. Um, number five West will travel up to the. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. Uh, Pines will travel to West and play – oh, shoot. I'm wrong on that one too. I'm sorry. Um, Eau Claire Memorial actually travels to Hudson. I had my writing backwards here, so it's like hieroglyphics or something. Um, so ECM travels to Hudson, so maybe you turn things around there. It's a smaller venue. It will be really loud for the Hudson side. Um, of course, it'll be loud for the ECM side too. Still going to be a good game. I, I, that's going to be a one-goal game. I think I don't think you're going to get too much beyond that. And then um, Pines travels to West Marathon Park. That place will be jam-packed. Pines travels pretty well, and then and from Eagle River to Wausau, it's not that far of a drive. That's going to be a really good game. And um, Nina Hortonville Menasha dropped in the ranks a little bit. Um, I mean. I don't know. You you play in this tournament that's a like a de facto state tournament. You lose a couple games and you lose some spots in the rankings. They're still a very talented team. Um, they play Wapan, who has been very stout this year. They've done some really good things, and that one is at Wapan. That's going to be a good game too. I think all three of these, uh, honestly. You could almost flip a coin, guys. I, uh, what do you guys think on this? Well, I, I get interested in that. Uh, well, Hudson and, and Eau Claire Memorial. I mean, that's what we talk about. You know, not jumping the gun and going right to your, uh, your, your talking about sectional stuff this early because that's that's a Big Rivers Conference game there, and that's you know that's going to have a lot to say about, you know, who wins the Big Rivers Conference. There's there's conference rivalry going on in that game. Um, not a conference rival, but Northland Pines at Wausau West. Pines is starting to come a little bit clearer this year. They've, I don't know, they've kind of, they've kind of been a mystery to me that, you know, they opened the season with a 4-2 to loss to Everest. Uh, 
uh, in the middle of the month they lost to Fond du Lac Springs two to one, and you know, and then they, they turned around and you know beat Stevens Point nine to two. Um, they just came, they went down, they just won a tournament down there in the Milwaukee area, uh, beating uh, KMMO Janesville and 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 you know beating Final Act Springs uh, to avenge that earlier loss. So I don't, I, I think that'll be a good test uh, of Northland Pines to see you know how they fare against Wausau West. All right, guys, that's a. Uh... Some pretty good observations there for uh, those uh, games. And yeah. uh, the, yes. the other thing was, is the, I guess the second part of his question, you know, was uh, what games this weekend sound interesting? Well, I, looking at this weekend's games, I see a few that look pretty interesting to me, anyways. Um, you got Sun Prairie playing Madison West, you know, at Madison Ice Arena. Um, one that's in my neck of the woods, and of course, it's a little interesting to me. Is uh, West Salem's going to be playing RWD this weekend, and that, to me, that's interesting because RWD's losses came in their first few games of the season, and they've been playing a better the second part of the season here. And their tournament this weekend, I believe, all three of their games were overtime games, with uh, one being a, the middle game being a loss but you know you look at that and then uh final act springs is playing usm this weekend i mean there's there's a few interesting games on saturday Dell, you got anything on the girls side you see that's uh, kind of a gonna be an interesting one uh friday night friday afternoon you got hudson playing usm and uh they're down there playing a couple different game, games this weekend. Uh, but then on Saturday, USM's taking on Wisconsin Valley Union. And, you know, so those are both interesting games. And the one that's pretty intriguing to me is Bay Area playing Brookfield. Brookfield, you know, it's one of those teams that's they're up and down right now. And so it, it's hard to really classify where they're at. And then Superior's playing the Fusion on Saturday. And that one, the uh, Spartans knocked off the Fusion at the Culver's Cup with a goal with just over 20 seconds remaining in the regulation and won that game 5-4. to Dell, I think one thing, um, going back to the Bay Area Brookfield game, is Hadley Malcolmson. I mean, she's leading the state in goals and I'm not sure in scoring, but I think she's got like 31 goals or something already. Yeah. It's, um, it's ridiculous. I... <laughs> she, she does takes a little bit after her brother. Maybe, I don't know, but um, she's, she's a player and she's a sophomore that can make a difference in a game. And it's not too often this year anyway, that she's been kept scoreless goalless. Let's call it. Um, so, I mean, yeah, Bay Area on paper, as we talked about, you know, they play on the ice, not on the paper. Bay Area should win that game on paper, but Malcolmson gets hot, you know, that could be a, a slugfest all of a sudden, you know, a 6-5, 7-6 game. So uh, it'll be a good game, I think, no matter what, Dell. Well, and the thing is, if you look at Bay Area's schedule, if I, I'm trying to remember off 
I spent yesterday going over uh, some of the things, and I believe Bay Area has played four or five overtime games this year, and two or three of them have ended in ties and stuff. So, I mean, you know, they're, they're a team that uh, I believe they played Rock County twice and uh, ended in ties both games. I think the first one was a 0-0 game, and the second one was one to one or something like that. So it's, you know, they're they're used to playing in low scoring games, but you know, playing there and, and fighting them tough. And Brookfield, you know, I believe they beat the Fusion this weekend too in the um, third place game. You know, as I'm looking here at the uh, girls' uh, stat leaders. Hadley Malcolmson leads the state in girls' goals, scoring 31. She's got 31 this season. Ava Keeson out of uh, ECA has 20. I mean, she knows how to put the puck away, and she's doing it at a pretty good rate. Um, She's leading the state in scoring all together with 41 points, but Abigail Stowe and Ava Keeson are right on on, uh, following up behind her with 37 and 33. I think we have no doubt that that Malcolmson family has some pretty good hockey genetics. So uh, that should be a, an interesting game, though, I think, Dell. All right, well, let's check in on the top ten. Trasher, we've, uh, the vote's been tabulated. You've used the abacus and everything else that you needed. And what do you got for numbers? or teams in certain number places. Yeah, you got that right, MJ. Uh, when it comes to uh, stats and tabulating, Abacus, and you can hear this paper. I actually wrote it down on paper. I, I mean, I have it on spreadsheet too, but I'm an old-fashioned guy. used to work in a paper mill, and I want to keep those guys in business. So without further ado, on the boys' side, number one, Hudson Raiders, number two, University School of Milwaukee, number three, Superior, fourth place, ECM, Eau Claire Memorial, in fifth, Wausau West, sixth is the Notre Dame Academy, there's a tie in seventh place this week, Nina Hortonville Menasha and Waukesha, ninth place, Madison Edgewood, and there's also a tie for tenth, Spash and Marquette. On the ladies' side, number one, Hudson Raiders, number two, ECA Stars, number three, USM, number four, Rock County, number five, St. Croix Valley Fusion, number six, Cap City Cougars, number seven, hanging right in there, Wisconsin Valley Union, number eight, moving up a couple spots this week, Fox City Stars, they had a really good showing in their last week's play. Uh, number nine, dropping from, I think, third or fourth, uh, the Warbirds Beaver Dam Co-op. And tied for 10th this week are two teams that have been up here forever and ever. Amen. Bay Area and Central Wisconsin Storm. We do not have any honorable mention teams on the girls' side. I should probably mention the honorable mention teams on the boys' side. I apologize for that. We only have four this week. Uh Northern Pines, Verona, New Richmond, and Wapan are the honorable mention teams on the boys' side. 
gentlemen, and that is your top ten for the week of one one eighteen. Got some ties in there. When was the last time we had two ties on one week's voting? But it's been quite a while, if ever. Yeah, we have, I think. But um, Trasher doesn't like ties because it makes pretty sloppy-looking rankings when you have a 7T, 7T, and then you go to 9. And then you have a 10T and a 10T. I, I guess, you know, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, it's probably maybe last year, early in the year, I think it was. Um but all it takes is people to flip-flop their votes around a little bit, and you get those numbers reaching equilibrium, and there are your ties. Well, as we look here, Burglar, I know you're uh, sitting there. You want to give us our upcoming games of the week that we got coming coming up? Certainly. I think we've uh, probably even mentioned these earlier that uh, they were – interesting games coming up this week, but we have chosen as our games of the week on Saturday, uh, Notre Dame traveling to Madison Edgewood, playing at the Laban Arena. Uh, MJ, you yourself will be there to cover that one if, if you know, if it's okay with Lori. It's um, been approved. <laughs> and on the girls' side, uh, Dell talked about this game earlier, but Hudson going over to play uh, University School of Milwaukee at the UW Panther Arena right there in downtown Milwaukee. That will be a 3.30 Friday game, and, and Dell can go cover a 3.30 Friday game because he is a man of leisure. Delmar, being a man of leisure, do you go cover those games in your leisure suit? Uh, my leisure suit was retired a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, can't find no bell bottoms to show up in them lately. So, you know, as as I look here, our girls' game of the week that I think is really going to be a good game. Now, I had the chance to see USM. I came away very, uh, very impressed with USM the one time I did see them this year. I haven't seen Hudson, but being the number one team, you got to know they're pretty good. And Dell, I'm sure you're going to be really looking forward to watching that one. Well. It, what's going to be interesting for me is, it, one, it's going to be a new arena for me to go watch a hockey game in. Yeah. The, the UW Panther Arena. So, you know, it's going to go watch them play there. And uh, there's that, if I'm able to get there a little bit early, there's actually a game that starts at 1 o'clock that day, and I believe that's probably Wisconsin Valley Union against Lakeshore playing okay. earlier in the day. And then, the, you know, so, but, yeah, this is going to be number one against number three you know, from our latest rankings. So looking forward to an exciting game and seeing just how everybody's recuperating off of their holiday break tournaments and stuff and seeing how they get back into play now. And Dell, uh, I, I think you'll you'll see in this game is going to be a little bit different of a matchup. Um, USM, I think for the most part, they don't have a superstar player. They don't have a Nicole Unsworth anymore, but they got half a dozen players that can all put the puck in the net. On Hudson's side, Anna Wilgren is probably considered a superstar player. I, I'm not saying that the other, the rest of the team 
can't play because they all can play. They all they all are very good players. But the just the difference you got the one superstar and then you got the team that doesn't really have a superstar. Um, Hudson is number one for a reason. They, you know, if if Wilgren has an off game, if she only scores one goal or something, there's a bunch of players that can pick it up for her. Um, this squad is a, a team too. You know, I mean, it's not just Anna, but she's she's a very good player. And you know, if now if Nicole Unsworth was still with USM, then you'd have kind of like a, a superstar and a superstar. But um, it's just it, it's that's the difference between the two teams. But one and three, this will be a whale of a game. USM has been playing very well. They came off their their Culver's Cup win. Um, they're ready to rock and roll. Their their uh, first first semester finals are all behind them. They're ready to play some hockey. So. I think they'll give uh, Hudson a pretty good tussle. It should be a very interesting game. Well, I think what's going to be interesting is I, I think both these teams are going to be able to go a lot as to where their goaltenders can carry them. Um, you've got Cassie Schultz on for Hudson, who's been there, and it seems like she's been there forever. You, you know, she, I, I believe she's a senior this year, and she, she, you know, every year you've seen improvement from her. And it's going to be interesting for me is because for the last couple of years I've seen uh, Dieter playing goalie for USM, and but this year it's going to be actually Juliana Struthers in that, and I haven't seen Juliana play before, so it's going to be interesting to see the goaltending play in this game too, I believe. Well, Dell, we know you're going to give us a good write-up on it, and you're going to give us a, probably a great story as well. It's this game on paper it looks to be quite a matchup and you really are the lucky uh person who gets to go cover this game i you know hope you enjoy it and i uh boy we kind of wish i'd be there now that we've talked about this so much but um well guys i guess our show is uh wrapping up anybody want to add anything before we go yeah yeah oh go okay. ahead okay go ahead um Dan. One thing that I want to bring up is, you know, we are in January, and at the end of this month, we're going to be having the uh, Wisconsin Prep Hockey Awards, where we're going to be starting to send out, you know, some of the votes and everything. But there's two awards that we have that we're going to actually be looking for some input from the coaches, and one of them is a new award for the girls' side, the Rachel Bible Award. And uh, MJ, you, you can tell us what the boys' award is that they're going to have to do a little write-up on. The Boys Award, we gave it away last year. It's the Adam Burrish Award. Um, a guy that uh, every team has him, a uh, person who does the dirty work, who, you know, others may get the glory, but they also know that they couldn't be where they are without this person. So we're looking for, uh, we're going to be looking for people, uh, what would you say, Del? end of this month, we're going to start taking, uh, taking names for that? Yeah, I mean, they're, Ready to end up? Coaches will probably want to start thinking about it now, so so that they can do up their do their write ups on those players. But yeah, at the end of this month, we're going to be wanting to get those in because, of course, we have to arrange for the awards to, that will be given out uh, championship Saturday. Yeah, so get those. Uh, excuse me, get those uh, people in mind, and we will, uh, you know, get a get their nominations to us at the end of the month. 
and so we can uh, start looking forward to uh, awards for this past season, which uh, will be ending in March, if that all makes sense. So, uh, guys, um, we're through the uh, first, I guess you call it first half of the season, uh, going into early January now, and I think you're going to maybe see some uh, some of the teams uh, step up and see who's for real and who's uh, you know who's contender, who's pretender. Hey, MJ. Hmm. I would like to add just a couple things real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Um, number one, um, we had talked about this a little bit in the in the po- or in the pregame show. Um, the yeah, Hobie Baker Character Award is going to be given out again. I believe I don't even know how long this is—13, 14, 15 years—and um, each team can nominate a senior player. They don't want it to be the best player. They want it to be the player who is the best person on the ice, off the ice, volunteering, in school. Every team has got a senior player that should win this award. In the past, um, you have 80-some boys teams, 20-some girls teams. They have never gotten to 100% for having nominations and award winners for the teams. Let's try to get it this year, guys. We There's no excuse for for a team not to have a player that should be nominated for this award. And I mean, it's a good resume builder. It's a good thing to see in your scholar, or on your, uh, your college apps. Um, the Hobie Baker Character Award winner, come on. Um, it, it's, it's something that is a, a, a very nice add-on for a kid that's graduating from high school. So coaches, make sure you nominate your senior players for this award. Parents, if you know that there's a senior player on your team, badger your coaches, get them to nominate this kid. Players, fans, sisters, brothers, let's get this thing 100%. There's no excuse not to have it 100%. This is a, a prestigious award. And it's something that every team should have a winner. And the second thing I wanted to say is um, I would just like to put my thoughts and prayers out to Rob Andringa, who is battling cancer. I think we talked about this before. Um, I have seen some pictures of his family on Facebook. they got a great family. It's a great hockey family. They've meant a lot to Wisconsin hockey. And um, our, our thoughts and prayers out to Rob and his family. Guys, yeah, you mentioned that about Rob. He's in, uh, he's, uh, you know, Rob's. What I've heard of talking to uh, people is Rob says, "Go big or go home." And he's gonna fight this. He's gonna get, he's gonna get right after it. And I, I guess you would expect anything less from Rob and Dringa. So, best of luck to Rob, and definitely thoughts to his family as uh, this goes on. So, um, best wishes to them. Well, guys, uh, we got some good hockey coming up this week. I suppose we better get rested and uh, get ready for some games this week because it looks like there's some pretty good ones and people are going to have some expectations on them. So, uh, guys, any uh, one more time, anything else anybody else wants to add? I think we're good. I think we're good. I well, think we're ready, ready to say adios, muchachos. Okay, burglar I, didn't say anything. I do want to place an order for some warmer weather, though. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Those rinks like Beloit, can you imagine what their ice is like right now, though? Whew. 
some good ice. But uh, guys, that'll do it for this week. Hopefully you, the listener, uh, will tune in next week as we have more of This Week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey. That's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. That's, I know. That's, that's enough to be written. I know RWD changed their game from the Reedsburg rink to the Dells rink on Thursday. Why is that? Well, one, I, th- I think the Dells rink will hold a few more, but it's a little warmer going to the Dells rink than it is Reedsburg's. <laughs> oh, you weren't a kid. Reedsburg's is cold. I don't know. I think they're both pretty cold from what I remember. I think Reedsburg's a little bit colder. Oh, I don't know. All right. Yeah, got, yeah you got to you got to go to a rink like uh, KB Willet where you're standing up in the upper deck and you can take your jacket off because it's warm. So even in the middle of winter. Uh, you, or you could go to the meat locker over at West Salem. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> Just sounds cold. It wasn't very cold. Hey, have you ever been? Have you ever been to West Salem's Rink? I have been. I've been there. Yeah. That is cold. I mean, I, I think they're supposed to. They're end up supposed to have a new rink in the next year or so, though. I think. Yeah, either next year or the year after. Bory was telling me that he says it's going to be like almost state of the art for high school. So we'll see what. You know the referendums that go through and what the taxpayers will allow and blah de blah de blah volunteers putting money in and donations so politicians pockets being greased that could be I I know the Poppy Waterman I was talking to um, Aaron Kirby over there when I did the girls game they've got I'm trying to remember what he called it gameplay or game flies something like that in there because when he runs his tournaments there they actually have it where they broadcast the games of the tournament and people pay like six seven dollars to watch the games and everything but him and i were talking about uh if not this season maybe next season trying to do one where we set it up as a live broadcast of one of the high school hockey games from there uh and everything's you know without the fans happen to pay to watch it so that might be something we're going to be able to work out next year but i guess they're one of the only rinks in the state that have this set up in them it's not like live barn is it i i don't know it's not they don't use this for the ducks because the ducks use something different there and stuff so how are the ducks doing there I guess they've been doing fairly well. I haven't gone gone to a Ducks game since I quit doing the announcing at them. Mm-hmm. And, and I got tired of doing the announcing because I didn't like, before the game started, players coming up and telling me, oh, yeah, this fight's going to be breaking out as they drop the opening puck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you know, that's to me, that's just not hockey. That's not what it's supposed to be. Yep, yeah, I agree. Welcome to tier, tier three junior hockey, right? Yeah. Yeah, you don't see much of it in tier two though. I can and, tell you 